Wrestling Podcast back at you with another episode. This is Dave Vicious, my guest, the total package, and Craig, the virtual bug. Uh, Nature Boy Joe and Cuz are off this week, bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. Can't someone feed me today's topic? No. No, weird. Oh, We're adding it. <laughs> We're adding another addition to the Greatest Feuds uh, episode, and it's going to be arguably the biggest feud in the history of pro wrestling, Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. Well, weight-wise, it's pretty close, I would say. You know, just saying. Okay. okay. Yeah. For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify. Spotify Actually, Spotify. Dave, Typhoon and Earthquake uh, was bigger than that at a combined weight uh, of 836 pounds. Dave, get it right. Um <laughs> Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel. Can you do us a solid on social media and give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWP2019? Or catch us on Facebook slash Meta at Our Wrestling Podcast. Jess, why are we doing this now? I feel like we should have done this a while ago. But I don't think that people really understand the gravity of Hogan versus Andre and how how it perfectly capped you know we we did we last year we reviewed wrestlemania 17 and i quoted dave melter who said wrestlemania 17 was arguably the greatest wrestlemania of all time and it was also a love letter to the attitude era because it was at the very end of the attitude era i think indirectly hogan and andre was kind of the cap to the 80s rock and wrestling it was the peak and we had no idea it was the peak at the time um because we didn't know slowly over the next few years, wrestling would start to decline in the mainstream. But 87 was the actual peak for WWF. And it started because Hogan and Andre headlined WrestleMania 3. And it set the standard for not only WrestleMania moments, but it set the standard for what a dome mania should look like. And it was the first ever dome mania. And the only feud, I think, that could have drawn that many people was Hogan and Andre. Yeah. There's also speculation it was, uh, you know, Andre was definitely going to, you know, was supposed to just kind of sunset, right? Is the deal, and Vince really cared for him a lot and wanted him to get some some good paydays, and um, I, I'm sure that was part of it. But it's not the whole story. To your point, it's just how do you not put these two guys together in these situations, and and eventually, you know, you want. I, I'm sure Vince wanted to put them together eventually, but I'm sure this it was also his health uh, sped it up, right, a little bit. Well, what's even more impressive is that uh, you're going to read that they fought each other so many times before yeah. in different promotions. But, and, but the you know, Andre was slammed saying. many times. And, oh, it, yeah. it di- and it did not matter. You truly believe that this was the first time that they ever fought. He was under. This is the tagline yeah. for WrestleMania three undefeated in 15 years. Uh, totally never fought true. before. <laughs> never been slammed. None of well, that was true. And we and fell that's for how it. Good line and was. If people if people want to. Uh, was the Hogan era really that big? Yeah, it was. Mother. Yeah, it was. Because Vince Vince programmed us to forget everything that they did before that. Anything mm-hmm. that they did outside the WWF, nobody cared about. Yeah. Vince made you care about their WWF careers. And de- God damn it, you know, into their yeah. feud, it was Andre was never slammed. Andre was never defeated. Yeah. Okay. Well, like, Vince only cares about big guys. Do you know why? It's because these two guys that weren't didn't work very well in the ring together made a billion dollars like in two years <laughs> really? and like set that. it in the stratosphere. Right. Andre was, based- yeah. Andre Purely on their presence. A girdle, and I'm not trying to be, you know, yeah, he was. a girdle because he had back surgery. He could barely fucking stand. And that guy versus Hulk Hogan, this limited guy that everybody shits on for his wrestling ability, <clears throat> they drew the most money in wrestling yeah. history. Like, it's crazy. It is crazy. Good stuff. Um, 
Good so episode. Jump, wrap it up, Dave. Sorry, no. All right, all right, here we go. I said all I wanted to say. <laughs> Let's jump into the beginning. Uh, Hogan, then wrestling as Terry Boulder, wrestled Andre five times in the Southwest Championship Wrestling, twice in 1978. Oh, yeah. Three- These notes are getting specific, motherfuckers. Five times. I'm going to... I, I outline three each times, time. Three times in 1979. Also on May 5th of 1979, in Dothan, Alabama, they had an arm wrestling match that ended in a no contest when Hogan overturned the table. Oh, I'm out of here. Such a hill move, right? You are a baby. Stop being a baby. We're so, with the Andre, the Andre impressions are going to come really Yeah, quick. it's bad. It's going to get bad. <clears throat> no <laughs> baby oil. Sorry, I can't help it. <laughs> Piss break, boss. Piss break. <laughs> don't, don't, do, don't do that. <laughs> Their first WF encounters came in the spring of 1980 when Andre competed as a face and Hogan was actually a heel. The two met 16 times throughout the year with Andre victorious in most of their matches. Several matches, however, ended with both wrestlers being counted out. At Shea Stadium during showtime at Shea, as well as a month later in Hamburg, Pennsylvania, Hogan body slammed Andre, but ended up losing by pinfall. What? Was they, uh, <laughs> off the top of my head, the Shea Stadium one, was didn't Zabisco and Bruno headline that in a cage? I want to say that was the same card. That was a really big, the Shea Stadium show was a big show. And uh, mm. it's it's always been noted that Hogan slammed Andre. I think the match wow. ended by DQ or some bullshit. He fucking slammed him. So it's hilarious. In that promotion, years later, Vince is like, he never happened. It never happened. Yeah. He's never been slammed. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? Like, Prove me wrong. I, I own all the video. <laughs> Prove me know. wrong. Yeah. Prove me wrong. Did you show me footage? Uh, it was on videotape. I don't care. Yeah, no, it's funny that you say that because like we're in an age now where we can just go and look it up right now and prove someone yeah. right or wrong. Back here, yeah, they didn't even have VHSs that much back here. Yeah. It was all like you either saw it live or you read yeah. about it in your local newspaper or whatever, yeah. and that was it. <laughs> but we we need the kids to know that it wasn't about Rock and Austin. Uphill and it was about Hogan and Andre, and that's actually this this is the uh, the apex of feuds and wrestling. And you cannot unless you were there and living in this time, you cannot uh, understand. And we're trying to teach how important this was to the business. It, cha- uh, it changed the whole business forever. I mean, fuck, yeah, thousand yeah. percent. Absolutely. Sorry, let's go back to 1979, Dave. No, no actually, we're going to go through <laughs> 1982 and 83. Oh, uh, while both were working in New Japan Pro Wrestling, the two had several additional matches. However, during these matches, Andre was the heel and Hogan was the face. So you're starting to get that little taste test here. The two would be in AWA at the same time between 1981 and 83. And they would tag against Bobby Heenan and his stable of heels. When you say Bobby Heenan, just he's not, they're not actually wrestling the weasel, right? They're just wrestling. Uh, sometimes the they would. He would jump in sometimes. If not, sometimes he would put his stable in there. It'd be like a it would be a handicap. It would be Heenan's two guys and then Heenan. And him. And then like he yeah. would, yeah, they would try to get him and fucking weasel a lot or it would be regular. You gotta love was, Heenan for that, bro. He'd actually yeah. jump in with those guys. Boot in the face. And now Andre the Giant picks up the Hulk and puts him over Duncan. Malini down, counting one, two, and three. It's all over. Hulk Hogan and I have defeated the combination of Buckwinkle, Big Bad Bobby Duncan, Ken Patera, and Bobby the Brain Heenan. The pinfall goes to Andre the Giant and the incredible Hulk Hogan. 
And a lot of, well, I mean, we've talked about it in past episodes too. Vince purged the shit out of the AWA. Like, yeah, took he everybody. He took Ventura, Gene Okerlund, Andre Hogan. Hogan. Like, it yeah. was just a clean sweep. And left Greg Gagne and uh, left Greg Gagne, Gagne, John Tatum, and Nick Buckley. Dick the Bruiser. <laughs> <laughs> I know Dick the Bruiser's cut was important back yeah. in the day, but he was not. If you didn't get bought up by Vince, you had to look yeah. at yourself in the mirror and be like, yeah. why didn't he call me? Well, let me tell you why. He doesn't want you. Nick Bockwinkle's like, did he call? Did he call? Oh, he didn't call? Oh, he didn't call? Is it because I'm 50? Is it because I'm 50? It's because I'm 50, isn't it? It's because (laughs) I don't, I'm not, I'm not nationally appealing. Okay. That's fine. Again, flashback. I'm not, I'm not booked, Terry. I'm not booked. Um, I'll stay with Vern. It's fine. Everything's going to be fine. No, this will be good. We're going to do our shows from a showboat casino in Vegas. And yes, Ben's picking us up. We're fucking, we've got it made. Made. The sky is the limit for the American Wrestling Association. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> the friendship continued into 1984 when Hogan returned to the WWF. On the night that Hogan won the WWF World oh. Heavyweight Championship from the Iron Sheik, Andre was among the wrestlers who congratulated Hogan during a post-match <laughs> celebration. Uh, what did that sound like? I pour beer on you, <laughs> champagne. And then he pour ah, champagne on his head, yeah, and like he got it in his eyes, and you could tell. Oh, you can tell it's burning. Like you could tell, like just all his eyes were burning. Oh, 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 oh. Andre the Giant, congratulating the new heavyweight world. That's nice of you. I'm really proud of you, and you are a good wrestler. Oh, yeah. you told me not to do that, didn't you? Yeah, I bet, I anyway. bet he did, and he did it anyway. <laughs> I knew that if you pour champagne in your eyes, it are you going to tell away. Andre what not to do? I don't think so. You I better am going cut to the pour promo. Champagne. Yeah, get out of here, play. You want the tag team championship? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll talk about that later. Oh, here we go. Oh, my. He then joined the WWF in 1984, and again targeted Hogan and Andre. During the next two years, Andre and Hulk Hogan teamed against several Heenan family pairings, most notably uh, Stud and King Kong Bundy, with Heenan joining them on occasion. You'd said sometimes that three-on-two handicap, right, Jess? Um, As was the case in the AWA, the Hogan-Andre team almost always came out the winners. Um, That's got to be fun, though, you know. And it, it, isn't there some heat between Stud and Andre here too? I'm trying to remember. Did he kind of bring uh, Andre out? never liked uh, other big guys, so yeah. he got kind of threatened like by them. Yeah. So he would basically torture the other giants. And the uh, rumor has it is when Stud left, drove him out in like '86, '87. He was just like, "Yeah, I'm done." Like it was after a rough match with Andre. Stud's like, "I'm just fucking out of here. I'm done." Like and just walked away. And a lot the rumor has it is Stud literally just walked out of the arena and never came back and just told Vince, "Yeah, I'm done." Like. Which, even when you're the most popular wrestler in the world, the biggest by far, you have a disease that makes you the biggest. He was still, and you're still petrified to lose your spot, and you will take it out on anyone that's over 6'5 and 350 pounds. Like, he had no... He had a a problem with Hogan, because Hogan said at first, you know, we're we're, we're just talking storyline stuff. These notes really are based off. But in real life, actually, they had a rough road you know hogan is a big guy he was six foot eight like 300 pounds at a time and uh andre hated that even though he andre was taller like and bigger I think at one hogan point, was a massive motherfucker and so yeah, yeah andre would torture him and hogan would say there was a lot of times where again i know hogan sometimes likes to embellish 
Um, but Hogan in his book especially said there was a lot of times where he went before he fought Andre, he'd vomit a trash can right before because he was so fucking nervous. Like, because he's like, I didn't know what he's going to do to me. Like, I didn't know if he was going to choke the shit out of me. Like, he would choke me at times where I would almost fall unconscious and he would be laughing in the ring. And then he would let him go right before he lost consciousness. Like, ha, ha, ha. Like, just because you almost killed him. Like I'm just playing, just like, boss. I was fucking around. I saw your eyes. <laughs> you stars. Head. Yeah, <laughs> you. peed your pants a little. Oh, wait, those those stories game. with Andre, just like the drinking stories, they're notorious. Like, you didn't know what you were there was get. Yeah, there was another time where Hogan said he was trying to make peace with Andre. So he bought him a case of wine, which is 12 bottles. And yeah. so it's like a big case of wine. And it's 12 bottles of wine. And so they were doing a bus ride. And I don't remember if he said it was a Japan tour or just a general tour. They all took a tour bus and it would go from town to town. So he's sitting there with Andre and he gave him and he's like, oh, thanks, boss. And then he just said like he Hogan as the trip going on, an empty bottle would go whizzing towards the front. Andre was just throwing empty bottles, like whizzing by Hogan's head. Oh, my and then God. like you just see Hogan's like, fuck, that's one, two. And he said before we got to the next stop, all gone. of them were empty. He drank all 12 bottles of wine and he's like, piss break, boss piss break like in the from the back of the bus yelling at the driver to stop over so he could piss and like andre just drank that much and so finally after a while especially when uh you know vince started uh uh putting all the stock in hogan and hogan started making millions vince pretty much said you got to protect him like you have to help me protect hogan he's the guy that's going to be our golden goose he's the guy that's going to make a lot of money so make, i need make to all protect of him. A lot and, of money um and without andre being in the locker room, like I think a lot of people would have tried to not believe in his shit. And so Vince might have gotten overthrown or people would have left or whatever. But Andre was one of the the first four guys that in the back that would just be tell people, you know what? No, like he's right. Like, let him do this vision. He's going to push it forward. Let, get behind Hogan. You need to get behind Hogan. Like he's the guy, whether you like it or not, it's not you. And so like a lot of these guys were, you know, they all have egos. Andre sure. included. You know, the Pipers, the Orndorfs, the, all those guys like, oh, man, I, I'm just as big, man. Like, you know, they're all remembering their territory days where they might have sold out Portland or they might have sold out San Francisco or they sure. might have sold out Florida. Sure. But Vince is like, no, we're talking national level here. Like Hogan's like a big fucking deal. And you have to you have to bow to him. You have to allow me to push him as a megastar. It's only going to make you more money. And Andre is one of those guys in the back that's like, no, do do what he says. Like, and Andre made sure there was order in the locker room. He was like the original Undertaker. Um, like he was a bully, I think, Andre, to a certain extent. But he was also doing it, again, because Senior pulled him aside years before and said, look, take care of him. Don't let yeah. my son fucking get I, I, eaten I think up by once, these guys. once uh, McMahon put that wall down, because, you know, I, that's one person that Andre's never going to cross is VKM. He wasn't going to do that. So, so Andre once, beat the shit. Andre kind of inadvertently beat the shit out of him in the AWA days and all that stuff. And then when they got to WWF sure. and Vince put the rocket to him, Andre got, was then he's like, so. all right, we're cool. Yeah, he's like, we're cool now. And even, there's even pictures out there when Hogan married Linda, Andre was his best man. And Andre is a tuxedo on and he's smiling with the two. So Andre when was Vince at Hogan's wedding. Linda or, sorry. Oh, you know, when, Hogan, when Hogan married uh, his wife, Linda. His wife, Linda. <laughs> yeah, so Andre was in Hogan's wedding and uh, Ho Andre was Hogan's best man. Like, so it's just kind of, they became really close and it's because Andre knew like, all right, like this guy is making a lot of money and like, it doesn't he's matter. all of us if he's a lot a of money. Well, yeah. it doesn't matter if he's a Luthez or a Ric Flair or a Harley Race. He's fucking our guy. Like, and he's working on the national the boundaries. Yeah, we're yeah. fucking, we're, we're setting ratings like on syndication. People are watching our syndicated television there. We're selling arenas out. Like, this guy is doing. Yeah. 
and, and he's doing it on a national level. And Vince is kicking down doors of territory. He's going to Texas, going <clears> to the <throat> Carolinas, going everywhere. Whether yeah. he su- succeeded or not, he might have had a half full house, but he's kicking the door down with Hogan. And Andre was a big part of that behind the scenes. A lot of people don't know that. They just kind of see him as like this villain. Most people don't even remember him as a face. Andre was fucking nimble, jumping off the top rope. Andre was awesome, like when he was young. But as he got older and he didn't eat healthy, he drank a lot. So the disease started really taking hold. He started gaining a lot of weight. Could you imagine an Andre the Giant wine shit after uh, six cases of wine? uh, Oh, my God. Six bottles of wine or you had 12 bottles? Imagine the wine. That was shits. another story. Hogan said they'd be in Japan and the bathrooms were like cut in one mold. And so like, it's just when they constructed these hotels, like they would just do one little mold of the bathtub, the toilet, you know, and they put it in and then glue it in or whatever. And then just put the plumbing, you know, the plumbing was already in. So it was way too small for Andre. So Andre would either shit in the bathtub or Hogan say he would call them laughing going, oh, oh, come here, boss, come up here. And Hogan said he spread newspaper out one time on his bed when he checked out and he shit all the way on this like king size bed. And he was like, it was the whole length of the bed. Oh, my and God. And he's just like, he just, and Andre was laughing. So Andre was just fucking laughing his ass off. And Hogan's like, the smell was so bad. And Andre was just laughing his ass off. Like, going, oh, 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 like just laughing. It's just amazing. Yeah. Like they did have a relationship. I know Hogan embellishes a lot of stuff, but most, a lot of people have said, yeah, they did have that relationship. So That's when they got a lot to of Vince, stuff's confirmed too. So, you know, yeah, the when they got to Vince, uh, you know, Vince was, uh, Andre was like, all right, Hogan's my guy. So I'm protecting him. Like, and yeah. so. It's only but anybody else on there, watch day. out, because if he didn't like you that night, he was stepping on your hair yep. and ripping it out. Yeah, he was pissed yeah. off. And Hogan respected him or whatever. And uh, leading up to, you know, the stuff that we get in the feud here where Andre turns heel and he had to go away. Dave left off right here. I'll get back on track for us. Sure um, uh, Andre, his back was bad because he was yeah. gaining weight rapidly. Every year he was putting on X amount of pounds and his body was just starting to fall apart on him because he had that growing disease. They didn't really have effective treatments. When it was offered to him, Andre declined it because he was afraid that it would make him uh, smaller or it would make him less strong and he couldn't have the giant, you know, persona. Yeah. So Andre just really decided to drink himself to death in a weird way because he was like, I don't want treatment because if it backfires, I lose my like, you know, my livelihood. And uh, Andre just wanted drinking, to keep going. Drinking covered like, the pain for sure. So. Yeah, thousand percent. Anyone that's ever traveled for work, what a pain in the ass it is, and how much like it just hurts. So imagine that where you don't fit into seats and cabs and restaurants, and everyone's staring at you like you're uh, like you're a like you're a monster of some kind. He was in pain every day of his life, twenty four seven. He had to buy two seats. He had to buy two seats whenever he flew all the time. So he could sit in the middle. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Andre. He was just uncomfortable all the time. So he was always medicating himself and everything. And like, yeah, he was just, yeah, he was just going that way. And like, uh, he had to go in for back surgery and, uh, in 86, I want to say towards the end of 86, yeah. when he went away and, uh, they didn't even know a story that they told on his documentary. The doctors didn't even know how much they did. The doctors, excuse me, didn't know how much anesthesia to give him because they didn't want to give him too much because it would kill him. But they also knew that he's a giant. And mm-hmm. so they're going to have to give him two. Is it, is it two times, three times, yeah. four times? I don't know. How and, much do you give this guy to keep him out? They did not want this fucking giant waking up with his back <clears throat> fucking flayed open on an operating yeah. table because that would have been bad. And they I asked him, like, how much do you drink to, like, relax at night or whatever? And I forget, yeah. well, forget what the answer was. But it was like, holy shit. That's what they had to yeah. go by. So what does it take to get a giant loose? Gas to put him under, yeah, to put a giant to sleep and then be able to operate on his back. I don't so, know. Five bottle <laughs> bourbon. <laughs> maybe so that's that that's before the dinner for and then after surgery. i do more 
So after that leave of absence, Andre did return to the WWF. The, the company began advertising Andre once again as a face. He would usually be an opponent of either Randy Macho Man Savage or as a tag team partner of Hogan to face Savage and the Honky Tonk Man. However, Rick Steamboat competed instead in Andre's place with no official explanation given for his absence at those times. Uh, I didn't even know as a fan. So this hits me in all the feels because I started watching wrestling like, like December of 87. Sure. So this at WrestleMania three had already happened, but mm -hmm. I got to rent videos and rent WrestleMania three and all the stuff in 87 and then learn about this feud. Um, I didn't know until doing research like and I think I probably read this like years ago. Um, I only knew what I was watching when I was 10 years old. And, uh, you know, like just the, all the buildup that they showed you, but they were doing it on subtle house shows like here. Andre just not showing up. No reason. And then Hogan would have Steamboat step in. They'd win and blah, blah, blah. And then after a while, the announcer started saying, like, I wonder where Andre is. And they started it here. And it's amazing yeah. how, how much they started. They they put that much thought into turning him heel because Vince loved him so much. And Vince is like, I don't want to fucking rush this. If we're going to turn this monster heel, Still let's right. do it gradually. Because Andre loved the people. He actually loved, he loved people. Andre loved the fans. He legitimately was a good guy when it came to that. He loved talking with children. He loved hanging out with like the adults and talking about like wrestling and stuff like that. Like Andre loved his fans legitimately. And um, so to turn him heel, Vince had to explain to him like, you're, you're declining fast. And that's hard for someone to hear. Even though Andre knew he was probably on that road, Vince is like, it's time. And uh, you know you're not going to be the same after the surgery because we don't even know if it's going to work. So, like, we got to find a way to make you bad. And it's he came to Andre in, early and really. just said, I, I, yeah. I want you to think about losing to Hogan. That's and it, that was the only thing. At the end of 86, uh, I, I, I read somewhere, it might have been in Andre's autobiography, not written by him, obviously, but somebody else. And uh, I, that Vince came to him like after the back surgery in 86 and just said, I need you to lose to Hogan. I need that from you. And he well, let's take, uh, this, this is one example right here, right? So Andre made yeah. an appearance on a televised yeah. show. Yeah, so and, like and he that. started, they started the seed with Andre coming out being overly corny with the crowd. Like, hello, hi. Like, and then he would just kind of be like, he would get a style on his face and he would just turn around and walk out without any explanation. Yeah. And they did it and, on many house shows. Like, they and were this is that. where this is where you start to see a slight ramp up. So at Madison Square Garden, we have a televised show. He gets into the ring after Hogan had won a match there. He simply picks up the WWF World Heavyweight Championship belt. He looked at it and just gave it back to a bewildered-looking Hogan before leaving ringside. I think I think Hogan sells that just as much, if not more, than Andre does. Like, oh. what are you doing here? Why are you looking at my belt? And why are you just giving it back to me? You're not, you're not talking to me. You're just walking away. Like, that's fucking weird. And Hogan's like, oh. you remember Hogan's bewildered face? It's like, what's going on? And, and, maniac, and he would turn to the crowd like, what? Yeah, it's, it's classic. Did he give me power? I don't know. It, announcers Gorilla Monsoon and Gene Oakland thought it was a weird, strange appearance from Andre, but they didn't think anything more of it. Then things really start heating up on an edition of Piper's Pit in 1987. I'm warning you now, Dave. Craig and I are going to go off the rails. This is going to be fun. This, this um, bad, bad. Yeah, uh, you might have to edit some. Hogan was presented a trophy for being the WWF World Heavyweight <laughs> Champion for three years running Andre came out to congratulate him, but later Hogan remarked how Andre's handshake felt just a little too firm. Well, you are shaking the hand of a giant. Ladies and gentlemen, Hulk Hogan's best friend, Andre the Giant. 
because to be a champion, it's a long time. It's a long time, yeah. Well, well, nice trophy, a nice trophy here. There you go, Hogan. There's Okay. So I remember like this again, this is my fandom here. And like, I remember three years to be a champion. It's a long time. And Going to end soon. What? Playing, playing into WrestleMania three. It was all those yeah. snippets, you know, of like the Piper's yeah. pit leading a up long to it. And time. then, and then he just like would, he, he patted Hogan hard on the shoulder and then shook his hand or whatever. And Hogan's like, whoa, that's pretty tight. He didn't say that, but like, yeah, the look on his face. Brother, why are you gripping so hard, brother? And then, like, he Andre would just walk off and leave, and like, that was the build up. I never forget those sound clips, they're embedded in my head. I bet Andre really did shake his hand a little too hard, too. I get excited now talking about him, just sweaty shirt, just pit stains like for days, sweaty like a hog, like just on fire. It's hot. Three years to be a champion. Long time. On the following week of Piper's Pit, Andre was presented a slightly smaller trophy for participation. I'm just kidding. The only undefeated wrestler (laughs) in wrestling history. That's basically Uh, what it was. Vince and the WWF had billed him as being undefeated for 15 years, despite that really not being true and losing several matches via countout and disqualification. Prove it. Prove it. Prove it back in 1987, you liar. Hogan came out to congratulate Andre, but spoke mostly of himself because he's Hulk Hogan, causing Andre to walk out of the midst of Hogan's speech. A meeting between Andre and Hogan was scheduled to take place on the next week of Piper's Pit, Another February 7th fucking, uh, of 1987. all these sound clips. My God. Like, it's just yeah, my childhood. You're going to play a bunch here. And Piper's oh, yeah, just breaking this I in. Here's here's my it's question: just, If Piper does an edition of Piper's Pit, does he get paid for a night of like what wrestling would normally be? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> hey, hey, I fucking hey, hey, Rowdy. What did you get paid? What did you get paid for that? When you uh, probably a couple bucks, man. Vince is always pretty good with me. <laughs> when, I, when I went a couple beers, he tried to tell me, man, that Piper's Pit was paid a little bit differently than wrestling, man. I was like, no way, man, no way. I'm not gonna oh, I couldn't help it. I had I had to <laughs> open that can up. Uh. So yeah, so I mean, and then yes, so basically they did the contrast. Hogan gets a trophy for being three years champion, right? It's a big. And then Andre trophy. gets like this trophy. And then yeah, the next week Andre has a smaller trophy. Venture <laughs> even perfect. notes like that trophy small. That's perfect, McMahon. Why is that trophy so much? Why I'm smaller. And so, like, there was a whole, it's a yeah, whole Vince thing. Yeah, Vince is selling the crap out and of it. And then Hogan, and Andre comes out, and he looks at the trophy, and he almost looks at it, like, in disgust. And then Hogan comes out, and he's like, wow, brother, to be a defeated, I've got to, uh, everybody give it up for all. And Andre just walks out on him and doesn't even say anything. He's like, oh, every, give, give it up for Andre. Like, it's an awkward clap. It's just everything is, like. Awesome. And then on, Ventura, and, and, and uh, they had a segment with Ventura and Piper. And then Piper's like, you're trying to stir the bees nest up, man. Nothing's wrong. Oh, wham! I'll tell you, Piper, something's going on, Piper. And then they did a whole thing, and the Piper's like, well, you, 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 you want to fight it out? And he's like, we could do that, or we could do something else, Piper. I will produce Andre the Giant right here next week. Can you produce You do that, me? man. You will do that next week. You old damn betcha, man. You want to guy. And it's a whole, it's, it's amazing. Like, all, I can't, it's great. It's all yeah. fucking great. Like, it's all great. And the next week, Dave, 
When Andre came out next week, he was accompanied by Bobby the Brain Heaton. Heaton then accused Hogan of being Andre's friend only so he would not have to defend the WWF World Heavyweight Championship against him. Hogan had disputed this, but Andre challenged Hogan to a match for the WWF World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania 3. Heenan, following Hogan's apparent disbelief, stated, you can't believe it. Maybe you'll believe this, Hogan. Followed by Andre ripping off Hogan's shirt and crucifix, with the crucifix causing Hogan's chest to actually bleed. This is etched in my memory. I totally remember this whole session. And this it was actually Andre's nail. In Hogan's book, Andre had a long thumbnail. So when he grabbed Hogan's shirt to rip it, he caught the cross at the same time and ripped it. And Andre's thumb scraped Hogan's chest. So Hogan was actually bleeding. And then, of course, Piper, like in all of his books, I took I improv and I said, you're bleeding. I I give Piper credit. I'm sure they did, you know, because there was no script back here. Legit. No, no, they they worked it out. Yeah. Uh, Real time. This 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 segment is. If people don't understand, if it doesn't give you goosebumps now, you're ridiculous. Like people yeah. flipped out. People it, flipped it, to out finally hear Andre thing. talk yeah. after Heenan did his shit, and Hogan looked at him. He's like, "You can't. You this can't be happening, Andre. Please tell me this is not happening." And Andre just looked at him, and he was like, uh, "You know, I'm here for one reason to challenge you for a world championship is. match at WrestleMania." And like the whole place popped. And like Hogan looked at him, he's like, "Well, we're friends, brother." And it was ridiculous acting by Hogan. I'm not gonna say it wasn't, yeah. but, but like, it, it still just, worked to see Andre so stoic, and Andre was just staring at him like blank. And then Heenan's course, this guy that Hogan and Andre had been fighting against for years, yeah. like Andre walks out with him, like it's crazy. Like it yeah. was all it, this was like holy that shit. That was enough. Like, in it, itself. it was yeah. visual yeah. perfection because the, the even the way that Andre kind of almost ragdolls Hulk. Like when he's ripping his shirt, like it's it doesn't go kind of right away, but it's like the the way he kind of has his way with him, the way Hogan moves back and forth, and then the way the shirt rips, and the visual of the blood, and then of course is like the the crucifix and Hogan, the no yeah, Hogan no falls down to his knee. He falls picking Hogan up the fall, cross. After like, Andre walks off, he falls down to his knee. And Piper was silent for a second. He was putting his arms out like he didn't know if he wanted to console yeah. Hogan. And oh, is that your cross, man? Your cross off, you dead man? What happened, man? You know, man? Wow, that's crazy, wasn't it, man? Like, he could have totally ruined it. Like, anyway, see you next week, you're, everybody. You're bleeding. You're bleeding. And yeah, Hogan, like, he was down on his knees, and, like, he picked up his shirt and his cross and was just looking at it. He's like, you're bleeding. Wow. Like, and it just kind of came up. And it was perfect. It really was perfect. I know we're making jokes about it, but it was, like, perfect. I have one more thing to say to you, Hogan. Look at me when I'm talking to you. I'm there for one to challenge you for a world championship match in the WrestleMania. Andre, please, no, it's not happening. We're friends, Andre, please. You can't believe it? Maybe you'll believe this, Hogan. What are you doing, man? You can't leave like this. What are you doing, Andre? You can't. Of the signing, right? Well, wasn't there also the signing no. or no? Even after that, like the week after, they, Piper brings Hogan back out. Hogan doesn't have a shirt on, has a Band-Aid on his chest <laughs> with his belt on. And he's holding his broken crucifix in his hand. And Piper's like, I just want to know, are you or are you <laughs> not going to fight him at WrestleMania 3 for the World Heavyweight Championship? Tell me yes or no. And Hogan's all, yes like in the crowd yeah. fucking explodes like yeah. it's all ridiculous 80s but it was so beautifully done 
So and was then, the was was the actual the actual signing was that just taped and played later before WrestleMania as well? Because I know they, yes. they sat in a room, yeah. right? As they well, had like an actual pre- they had a press conference of all like the that's media right that too like before yeah and then they had the signing and then they had like an actual press conference they did WrestleMania isn't, three like isn't this a, the one like, where he's like just sign it and Hogan's like <laughs> yes and yeah. and Andre's just stoic and yeah Hogan's ready to blow a gasket and he's all just thing. sign it if you're gonna sign it not like this man. Another thing, I just want you to get one thing straight, Hogan. Fifteen years this man's gone undefeated. The three years you've been world champion, you've behind his back. You've laughed at him. You never once gave this man an opportunity. Now he's got that opportunity. Sign it if you're gonna sign it. Yeah. <laughs> sign it. Shut up. It, and he, sign but Andre started speaking in another great moment. Andre starts speaking to him in French. He's like, Le Cheve of all. Like, uh, he's like, You speak to me in English when you speak to me. You are like a brother. Like, and it was all like ridiculous. Like, but it was all like, So funny. If you were in the 80s and you were watching this shit, you're like, Holy shit. Like, this is yeah. getting really real right now. Like, it did look really like, tense when you're a kid watching watching Hogan like, ready to blow up in that room. And, and so, yeah. where was this on? Was Superstars not on? So, was this Tuesday Night Titans or Primetime? When would you see this? Superstars was still yeah. okay, so it was yeah, super, super still on. So, so yeah, Saturday aired, mornings I think they aired the signing on like the syndicated television. You're seeing they might have done it on primetime. They sure. might have done it on primetime. I'm not sure because yeah. uh, primetime wrestling was a thing back here. And now we're going to get to the big ass uh, main event. Here, At WrestleMania three, Andre was billed at 520 pounds, and the stress of such immense weight on his bones and joints resulted in constant pain. Causes him to actually wear a brace underneath that wrestling singlet. If you see Andre from years prior, he never wore a singlet. He actually just wore trunks, right? Um, mm-hmm. But the singlet is there to basically hide the the brace um, yeah. and and the uh, you know uh, all, 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 all so the um, what do we call it? like a girdle almost, but it definitely was a brace yeah. because of the surgery. Um, Hogan won the match after body slamming Andre. Later dubbed the body slam heard around the world. All oh, my ligaments, brother. Um, even though he had signed him several times before, uh, but followed by Hogan's running leg drop finisher. This was billed as the first time Hogan ever slammed him, but he had done it multiple times in 1980 and his ligaments were fine. Um, Andre also had been slammed previously, by the way, by Harley Race. Um, was it El Sinique or am I saying that right? No idea. Uh, okay, and Stan Hansen, Stan Hansen body slam Andre. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Andre had to jump for that one. Among so they, others. and again, like you know, WrestleMania, that body slam is so legendary, and that moment's been played over and over again. But if you go back and again, the you know, of course, all the critics gave the match like an F because Andre could barely fucking walk, and like Hogan wasn't it's like not. a wrestling wizard as far no. as that was concerned. Anyway, but if you don't go back and watch WrestleMania three and appreciate again. The, the tone of the way Andre was and all the vignettes leading up to where he was si- silent and stoic and just go back and watch Andre with no music being carted out in that cart to the ring and all that trash hitting him is like a memory I'll never forget. And this was one of a guy that was loved and everything. And they did such a great job. Turning they turned him on him he, in like six months. He's an actual giant. Like he's, he's scary if he wants to be. And like, yeah. And just the way he walked down and Bob Euchre was special guest announcer. And the way he was announcing Andre, just so like, and weighing 520 pounds, Andre, the giant and all the flashbulbs go off in that fucking arena. Cause yes, folks, back then there was cameras with flashbulbs, not a all cell right, phone. All right. And like and like all the trash was bouncing off Andre's head, chest, 
Like, it's amazing to watch, like, all that. Thank Keenan, goodness nobody bought batteries yet. Yeah. By the way, back here at WrestleMania 3, there was no fireworks. There was no pyro. Nothing. No, nothing like they that. They just came out from a WWF symbol, out from a curtain. And, sure. and Hogan, you know, yeah, Andre was on the cart. They had the cart back here, but Hogan walked. And, like, it was just crazy to watch that. And then when they faced off, like, it was just kind of insane. Hogan didn't do his normal thing where he points you and does all that and gets in the ring and he celebrates. He actually, he looks scared. And he got in the corner mm. and he tore his shirt, like almost privately, like he <laughs> tore his shirt and he's staring at Andre and he didn't make a big deal out of it. Like he had a very said. stoic, sober. Yeah, he tore it like really like, pr- like in his own bubble and then stared at Andre. And then they did that iconic stare down that I have in my back. Yeah. This is from yeah. WrestleMania three. Yeah. And they just stared at each other for a while. And like the flash bulbs were insane. Like, yeah. and, and just Andre, it, you know, you know what I hate Jess is Hogan's hyperbole of the whole thing. It's not necessary. Like all the stuff about he didn't know he was going over. Yeah. He didn't know he was going over till they went out there or whatever. He didn't know what the deal was. And like he ripped all the muscles in his back. Like blah, blah. None of that was necessary because the event was big enough in its honesty and just the two guys. And I just, the more stories where it gets convoluted, it's like what's true or like what's not. And Hogan just like stretched the truth about almost every aspect of. Yeah, just go back, just go back and watch it, and it's but and we didn't even talk about it. Ninety three thousand one hundred seventy three people. Yeah, uh, yep. you know, and I know that there's controversy about only seventy thousand paid, and they paid yeah. for the rest. Whatever. Sure. Ninety three thousand yeah. people were in that building in nineteen eighty seven to watch WrestleMania three, Hogan versus Andre. I no internet, no internet to sell the tickets. No, everything's by phone. Yeah, no Titan Tron. You had four like hanging screens, which you still couldn't see. Like until it got dark, it, like yeah, those guys. And as the match got going, the match was fine for what it was. You know, some people like Meltzer gives it like an you know like a one star, and I'm like, what did who you cares? I mean, yeah, who, who cares? no, this was the best. This is the best match they had, and I think it was it was properly choreographed. Sa- and Savage Patterson and probably stole did the it. show, sure, and nobody knew they were gonna do it. But at the same time, like everybody came to watch Hogan versus Andre, and the stare down alone. Go back and watch the stare down. It's legendary, and the like it's is, the crowd is just clamoring. All the yeah. people that bought yeah. tickets in the crowd were like, "I just got all my money's worth right now." Watching yeah. them stare each other down, not even yeah. touching each other yet, and then they get into it, and it's a fine match for what it was. Yeah. And then Hogan slams him and drops the leg, and that place is insane. Like the all those three count in the first like thirty seconds of yeah, Andy, they, they, they did this up. amazing. They booked it well. They, well, they, they thought Hogan it went well. for the slam, and Andre just waited him and, and fell on him and almost pinned yeah, him. Yeah, right? fell and on him, and then Joy Merrill almost the air came out of the building. Look like he, yeah, he made it look like he hit three, but he didn't. Like it was a whole thing, and they oh, played. We're gonna talk more. We haven't even. We're fucking forty-seven minutes in, and we haven't even gotten to the meat of their feud, which is amazing because this count fuels it. That false count that we just talked about like fuels this for the rest of the year that they feud. Look at the look of disdain on the face of Andre. What's Hogan saying to him, I wonder? What could Hogan possibly be saying to him? Certainly like to be able to read lips at this. He's he's hulking up right now. Shoved by Andre and the champion retaliates. Oh, big right hand blocked by the champion. And the Hulkster unloading, going for a slam. Oh, oh, oh. he collapsed. One, two. Two count only. Was that two or was that three? Two count only. Ooh, that was close, Gorilla. Shoulder. Oh, was. Yeah. So basically, that's what happens. They stare off. Hogan blocks a right hand. He starts punching Andre. He goes for the slam right away, 30 seconds into the match. Andre falls on him. It looks like he pins him. He doesn't. And then they continue. Yeah. Yeah. 
They continue the match going on after that, and then Hogan will end up slamming him. What's the time on the match, Jess? How long did it go? I don't remember. It's probably only like probably like eight to ten minutes. It's not that long. Yeah, it's not that long. He was Andre wasn't in good shape. Like he no, he was not, and they they hit it very well. Let me see here. Hogan Andre, twelve minutes one second. But three minutes of that is stare down. Well, three minutes of that stare down. Three minutes is a bear hug. Three minutes, sure. You know what I mean? Like I do believe the story that Hogan said when Andre told him, "Don't take me outside." And then he took him outside. Yes, and he took him outside, and Andre got pissed. <laughs> That's where that shitty headbutt where he headbutts the pole, and Andre makes it look so fake because he didn't plan on being out there. Aww. So he put Hogan's head up against the pole to headbutt him, and Hogan ducks, and Andre literally like puts his hands like this and misses it by like a foot. And like even the announcers were like, um, keep going. I don't think yeah, let's that. go. Yeah, uh, but good stuff. Great, great events. Yes. And this um, started it off. And so it set the record. 93,000 people. Uh, the pay-per-view buy rate, of course, was a major success. WrestleMania 3 hit a bigger home run than the first WrestleMania did. This one, like, set the standard where they put it in a fucking football stadium. And, like, yeah. wrestling couldn't draw. Oh, my God. Like, this was covered on all the mainstream media, all the sports centers. And I know the sports center wasn't around back then. But, you know, whatever the equivalent to that was back then, they played clips of WrestleMania 3 for weeks about how yeah. a wrestling company can draw 90,000 people, Hogan and Andre. And Hogan slams him. And Hogan beats him. This is the puts peak of the, Hulkamania. This it puts is, him on the main is, event, for sure. The main event yeah. standard of... And they're, they're going to go on. Vince is going to use them, you're going to read on <clears> later, to, yep. uh, to, to announce another pay-per-view. Here we go. In the inaugural Survivor Series event, Andre and Hogan were named as captains of their respective teams. After earlier uh, confrontations with each other uh, in the rings early in the match, the two finally met midway through the match, battling for approximately one minute with Hogan dominating Andre. However, just as Hogan was about to knock Andre from the ring, heel wrestlers like King Kong Bundy and One Man Gang would interfere from the outside of the ring and cause Hogan to be counted out. Ball next to this guy. He ducked underneath and makes a tag. Here we go. Here we go. It's Andre and the Hulkster face to face, toe to toe. He tried for the headbutt, but the champ blocked it. Big chop. Champ answers with another chop. They're slugging it out. Andre went on to be the sole survivor of the match, pinning Bam Bam Bigelow. After the match, Hogan returned to the ring and attacked Andre, knocking him out of the ring. As we continue on Saturday night's main event, 14. Oh, 14. Sorry, you're right. Fuck, you got me Which aired on January 2nd of 1988. It was actually taped on December 7th of 87. Andre had snuck up to get revenge on Hogan, choking him from behind until he was virtually unconscious. Not letting go after seven uh, face line wrestlers came out to try to pull Andre away. Then we get to the main event. On uh, I'm going to put 5th. that clip in right now, too. That's legendary. That was yeah. when I first started to become a wrestling fan. You're like, whoa, the what's going on here? One of the very first uh, uh, superstars of wrestling I watched, I said it was uh, Sam Houston versus Terry Gibb. And that match ended. And then Vince goes, let's go back. 
to this past week on Saturday Night's Main Event and see what happened with Hogan's rematch and King Kong Bundy. And they showed the footage of Andre choking him. And basically, because for the whole time, even during the Survivor Series time, Andre didn't re-challenge him yet for the title. Him and Bobby Heenan campaigned about how it was bullshit. He pinned him. Hogan, you know, Andre fell on Hogan. The referee counted three. You know, he was just in Hogan's back pocket. He didn't want to count three, blah, blah, blah. It was a whole thing. So you're like, oh, my God, a rematch is going to happen. Rematch wasn't yeah. really Survivor Series because they didn't really touch each other to the end. But everybody knew Andre was very quiet about his rematch. And then finally, Andre was we in Bundy's it. corner here. We he gets in right here, here and he chokes the shit out of him. After Hogan wins, Andre looks like he's going to walk away. Ventura's like, you know why? Money. Andre's not getting paid. He's not going to get in there. And the second Ventura said that, Hogan turns his back to pose to the other side. And Andre fucking gets back in and chokes the shit out of him and starts, I mean, throttling him like and doing it. All the faces, the Bulldogs, Hacksaw, Jake, Roberts, they can't pull them all of them yeah. run out. They can't get them off. Finally, Andre, uh, uh, Hacksaw hits Andre with a two by four. It breaks over Andre's back and Andre looks at him. And even Ventura's like, he's looking at him. Like it was amazing. It was yeah. all just done, done. And then Hacksaw cowers out and runs away or whatever. And then Andre looks down at Hogan or whatever and throws the belt on him. And like Hogan's like, well, I hope that two by four was gimmicked. That's, you know, of course, of course. Yeah, but it was like I don't know, but I'll keep looking for him. I'll keep looking for the two by four, like gimmick. Uh, Hit him as hard as I could. He stared at me, and I'm like, "Oh, I gotta go." And that this leads us out. into the main event on February 5th of 1988. Andre got a run, and the WWF World Heavyweight Championship. Look at the time, even though Hogan. Well, Schultz my job is done, tough guy. During the entire three count, the referee was distracted by Virgil during Hogan's <laughs> pinfall and attempt of Andre immediately before he was set up to finish there. Immediately after winning, while still inside the ring, interviewed by Gene Okerlund, Andre publicly contractually surrendered the title to DiBiase. You can see the title behind me. That was the only time Andre ever wore it on his shoulder because uh, he immediately. God, and it was only away. on for like 10 legally, seconds. It was, was so sad. He was a WWF champion for 60 seconds, but Andre was still noticed in the record books. He's a former World Wrestling Federation champion. Exactly. But maybe Lady Luck riding on his shoulders here tonight. One headbutt. A second headbutt. Andre spins a holster around. Suplex right on top of him. He's on it. One. We get two. That's it. But the transaction was subsequently declared invalid by the then WWF president Jack. Look Tony. how small it looks on his shoulder. Yeah, behind it's it. tiny. And the title was declared vacant. The broadcast was seen by thirty-three million yeah. people. And we'll yes. talk about we're this in another episode. And we'll just say, yeah, we'll get into this gonna, way more detail. Evil review twin it, referees. They said they've had Dave and Earl Hebner on the on the roster for a while, and they used it for the biggest angle of all time and the biggest audience. This was perfection. We're going to talk about beautifully this done. So we'll WrestleMania three draws ninety three thousand people and sells out this dome stadium. Yeah, and, and, it, puts and then this broadcast catches puts WrestleMania million. even more on the map than it ever was. It peaks Hulkamania. Now, um, almost a year later, February 5, 1988, they go to mm -hmm. prime time, eight p.m. NBC. 33 million people watch Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giants rematch. That's fucking amazing. Again, 
Nobody likes of all time. Bro. Hulk Hogan versus Onto the Giants. While we're doing this fucking episode, you have two of their matches. Their original match, they launched a separate pay-per-view, the big two of the big four Survivor Series, and then sure. they come in here. Like, it's amazing. 33 million people. It was like 15 million households, which translated to 13 million people, 33 million people yeah. on a Friday night, which most television companies is like, that's death night. All people are out partying in Friday nights and Saturday. Everyone's nights. on That's the clubs, bro. The club. Yeah, everyone's out there. 33 million people. Are you fucking... A yep. record that still stands to this day, by the way. Yep. So, uh, at WrestleMania, Andre four. and Hogan fought to a WrestleMania double, 4, excuse me. I yeah, WrestleMania 4. Andre and Hogan fought to a double disqualification in a WWF title tournament match. In the end, Hogan's friend... Macho Man Randy Savage won the title, defeating DiBiase in the finals. The Hogan-Andre feud then simmered when Hogan took a leave of absence during the spring and early summer of 1980 to film the the best movie in the world. Shut up. No holds barred. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, While Andre feuded with Duggan. um, You know what? I'm going to just pause real quick here. I know it's not about this. But that uh, segment when Duggan and Andre started a feud was actually fucking fire. Andre and Hogan then fought in a steel cage match held at WrestleFest on July 31st, 1988 in Milwaukee, which Hogan won after knocking Andre from the cage. That's a gem, by the way. It is on the network. You can find it. I think they released the Coliseum video videos. It's called like Hogan Hulkamania or something like that or Hulk Hogan Real American. That's the name of it. If you go in there, it's on that. And it's part of the... It causes Andre to be tied in the ropes and that's how Hogan gets out, by the way. It's on Peacock. If you go and find, I think it's it's called Hulk Hogan Real American. It's one of the Coliseum Home video releases. Uh, that match is there. Um, ah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fine match for what it is. And it's a weird and cage match. Is know? it the and blue it cage? The proper blue, uh, yeah, big steel? Blue cage, yeah. yeah. Yeah, big blue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, interest in a possible, uh, possible resumption <laughs> of the feud came in summer of 1988 when Savage began issuing open challenges for the WWF world title, yeah. leading to a two-on-one attack by Andre and DiBiase. Savage recovered, and the next week declared he and Hogan would face Andre and DiBiase at the inaugural SummerSlam pay-per-view held at so Madison So Hogan and Andre headlined WrestleMania. They launched the first Survivor Series. Yep. They launched the first ever main event primetime special. They Summer launched Slam. the first ever SummerSlam. Yeah, but other than that, though, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> other than that, not impressed. Other than launching three of the big four that still remain to this day, what else yeah. did they do? Yeah, <laughs> come on, come on. It's not that big of a deal. 
At the main event match at SummerSlam, Andre and DiBiase calling themselves the Mega Bucks. That was a cool. I, that was a cool name. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, seem to have a psychological advantage over Hogan and Savage, known as the Mega Powers. And the heel aligned Jesse, the body of Ventura, was the special guest referee. However, the Mega Powers would prevail on, thus ending the Andre Hogan rivalry. Ah. teaming as the Colossal Connection, and the Colossal Connection were tag team champions, but this was a non-title match. People forget that I Andre was everywhere. a tag team I can't. It's a house show. So they were doing a house show loop where a bunch of times Hogan and Boss Man were beating the Genius and Mr. Perfect over and over again. And then uh, Andre yeah. and Haku were defending the titles against Demolition. This was right before Mania 6. And so it was a whole house show loop for like two months. And out of nowhere... I don't know if someone got injured or whatever. All of a sudden, Hogan and Bossman are facing Andre and Haku. And I can't find a picture. I can't find a fucking video, like, footage of it or anything. This match is not, it doesn't exist except for the reporting that this happened. And I went back and looked at a lot of wrestling sites. They actually report it in the house shows. There's one site called the Wrestling Encyclopedia, which they have every house show ever. And I went back and I they found it, it and I was like, there's no pictures. There's nothing linked to it. And I was like, how the fuck can this match not exist? How in the fuck could they not put it on videotape? How could WWE not take a photo of it? One, just to show that it happened. Yeah. I'm really bothered that I cannot see the last Hogan and Andre encounter. I'm really bothered by that. It's like that. What, what was that? The one that was supposed to be Hogan's next big champion against Bret Hart that they couldn't find. They, they finally dug up the videotape somewhere in Bret's house. Yeah. You know. It's it's out there. It'll 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 come up eventually. This feud is still considered to be one of the biggest feud in WWE history. The impact and records are broken. They still stand to this day. Thirty three um, million viewers. Like their feud was just phenomenal. Like it, I can't express to people like how Hogan and Andre like their place in history and about how what we're watching today is really a derivative of them. Like, don't get me wrong. Hogan started the rocket. He was a mega star uh, by the time he fought Andre at WrestleMania three, but Andre going, letting him go over and Andre turning heel and just the way their careers, Andre's was ending. Hogan's was like, you know, peaking. Um, if it didn't happen, I don't know 
yeah, WrestleMania would still have been the same thing, I think. I think that sure. I'm not going to say that, you know, WrestleMania wouldn't have been a big deal after that. Hogan was still the most popular guy in the world. But if they just let Andre retire and never did it, I don't know if Hogan never has that big victory that capped off, you know, again, WrestleMania 17 was a love letter to the I don't know, if, I don't know if you era. put 93,000 people in without Andre. I really don't. Yeah. Well, maybe but, not. Maybe not. Uh, maybe not. Maybe it was 70 or something that they recorded, you know, 60 paid, 70 in attendance or whatever. But I think that, you know, if, if WrestleMania 17 was a love letter to the Attitude Era, I think that Hogan and Andre was the cherry on the Sunday of Hulkamania in 87. And that rise and rock, and that started in 84. Yeah, in rock and wrestling that started. And then after that, they just started transforming into something different. It took know? a long time to to match WrestleMania 3. 4 didn't do it, trying to put it on Savage. 5 didn't it was, do it uh, after, Dallas, right? after a whole year-long feud between Hogan and, and Savage. 6, they began to like they were in a, a bit, dome, a bit but, epic like, and they, they but they and they found a little stardust again, but it took a while to match three and to match that epicness and to match well, this. Even, there was not, there was even, honestly, it was, uh, I'd say it was 17. Yeah. You know, they always say that wrestling's the best when there's, you can't guess. You couldn't guess who was going to win versus Austin and Rock at WrestleMania 17. That's what made it so good, you know, because you really, at that point, at that time in their careers, you had no idea that Austin was going to turn heel in that match. Nobody knew. Like, but it's like you had to watch them. I don't know who's going to win. The Rock could win. It would make 100% sense. Austin could sure. win. It would make 100% sense. But then watching this, good and evil, like you're like, Hogan's the man, but like, I, I don't, I don't know if he could beat Andre because WWF did such a good job at protecting Andre saying he'd never been beaten, even though he had been like by DQ and stuff like that saying he'd never been slammed, which he had been like not four years earlier, five years earlier, you know, like it's just kind of, it's amazing what they did back here and they made you believe and you stood in awe every time you watched Hogan and Andre face off against each other, whether it was the outdoor Milwaukee stadium, whether it was WrestleMania four, three survivor series, like SummerSlam, every time they got in there with each other, the crowd stood up and like, because it was Hogan and Andre. And it was just, I don't, there's never going to be a bigger feud, in my opinion, on a main event level <clears throat> that meant so much to a company than Hogan versus Andre. To this day, I don't think there has been. I don't know if it can be beaten with the, with the, the, the respect that Andre commanded. You can't I, tell I think stories it, like that anymore, man. And the and right at the yeah. right time, right when Hulkamania was peaking, they put Andre right there. And it was like the perfect time for Andre to be. I think if he did a year earlier, it might have been premature. But in 87, when they pulled the trigger finally, it was like, this is right. Hogan beat everybody else. He beat the Pipers, the Orndorfs, the Studs, the Gangs, mm. the Kamalas, the Bundys, the, the Heenan, levels, yeah. the Heenan yeah. family. There was nobody else for Hogan. And then it's like, oh, what? Andre's, Andre's turning heel? He's challenging him? What? Like it's, I don't know yeah. if you can ever duplicate this. I really the, don't. The only thing that I can close my eyes and you could even maybe touch and it probably wouldn't even work. Something like Brock and rock or Roman and rock is the only two combinations that I could ever see even attempting to build something to get close to what this was. Well, Other than that, know. there's nothing. There's just, we're too, yeah, everything's too <clears throat> fractured and there's no mainstream anymore. Uh, it'll never be yeah. like this again, ever. No, no, I won't. For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast, or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel. Can you do us a solid on social media and give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWP2019 or on Facebook slash Meta at Our Wrestling Podcast? This is Dave, Jess, and Craig with the OWP signing off. Have a good one. Whatever. Oh, God.